welcome. Hey, this is the Fishing Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm skipping the welcome this week because I'm not in the mood for it. Got a lot of stuff that we got to get through today. Chippy Boy and me are just venting off air. We might have to cut some of that, add it back to the show because we're just so upset about how this last week went. And really, maybe how the whole season's been going for us for, for the most part. Um, Chip Daly over there, Dan Fish right here. How are we doing uh, today, Chip? Uh, well, as you said, we were venting, so I think we're getting off to a stressful start. This might be a long, long segment of just venting. <laughs> oh, Fish and Chip Podcast on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod. Most places to get your podcasts. All right, let's dive into it. You want to start with the standings of the playoffs right now as they stand? Sure. After this last week? Okay. let's. I'll do that. I'll take over for that. Okay. So, we, as we were just kind of discussing up here, the AFC is a lot better than the NFC, and there's going to be some really bad playoff teams in the NFC side <laughs> of things. I'll get into that in a second. Here's your playoff standings as they are through week 10. The Titans are your number one seed in the AFC, followed by the Bills. The Ravens are the three. The Chiefs have now taken over the AFC West. They are the four. Steelers are the first wildcard team at number five. Patriots are number six. Mac Jones right there, Macaroni Jones. And then the seventh team at five and four is the Chargers. There are two other teams that are five and four right now that are on the outside looking in. That is the Bengals and the Raiders. The Chargers would have the tiebreak as right now. I don't know how that would shake out late in the year, but that's how it stands today. Uh, One game or a half game back of those three teams are the Colts, Browns, and Broncos. So there are six teams within a half game of each other. Um, Yeah. And obviously the Patriots are only one game ahead of all those teams uh, at six and four. So, or six and five, right? Yeah. So basically it's six six and four. They haven't had a bye. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Six and four. That, no, they were five and five going last week. No, they're, no. They're six and four. Six and four. There you go. Good job. Yeah. So, I mean, they're only one game ahead of the Chargers. And like I said, everybody else is within a half game of them. So, uh, bottom of the AFC, not that far off, but 12 teams, as I just mentioned, enlisted 500 or better in the AFC out of a possible 16. So, yeah. I mean, deep conference there. Yeah. So NFC if, side of things, a little if different. If Houston pulls off eight straight wins, they have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. NFC side of things, a little different. Uh, here we go. Number one seed Packers. Two seed the Cardinals. Uh, those two teams have the same record. Packers have the tiebreaker with the head-to-head win. Cowboys are the number three seed. Four seed the Bucks. First wildcard team, the Rams. Which means, if that, that would say true, Bucks and Rams would have a rematch in round one of the playoffs in Tampa, and then it kind of falls off in the NFC right now. Number six seed Saints, number seven seed the Panthers, who I picked at the beginning of the year, but I'm off the bandwagon officially, not jumping back on. Five and five at the last playoff spot. So, like I said, five and five is a half game out of the playoffs, and there's. 12 teams total are five and five or better in the AFC. Number seven, five and five in the NFC is in the playoffs. These are your next teams that are only, <laughs> only a half game to a game out at four and five Vikings, Trash. 49ers, Trash. Falcons, Trash. and at four and six, still got a shot. Pretty good. Pretty good one. Actually the Eagles. Yeah. Do I jump on that bandwagon now? The Eagles. I jumped off the Panthers. Why not jump on another long shot while I'm at it, right? Suppose. (laughs) 
Anyway, that's just uh, NFC is gonna be terrible for one, and then if you're like the two or three seed, you can basically just chalk it up as a buy, probably. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the four seed because then you're probably playing the Cardinals or the Rams in the first round, depending on who wins that division. Yep. So I'm looking at this as you're going through it. One thing I noticed, I'm looking at strength of victory for these teams. The lowest strength of victory in the NFC is the Rams. Basically meaning they've only beat bad teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of have outside of the box. They're lower than even the Bears and the Falcons. (laughs) So who has the Rams beat this year? Uh, they obviously lost to Tennessee and lost Bears. this last weekend to the 49ers. They beat the Bears. So Bears Bucks. are bad. Bucks. Yeah. That's their good win. Seahawks. Bad. Giants. Really bad. Lions. Really, really, really bad. And Texans. <laughs> really, really, really bad. <laughs> there it is. Rams overrated. Yeah, well, you can't pick your schedule either. I think this, yeah. I was going to mention this, they're, they're on the bye this week. Denver is as well. I think that's a perfect time for the Rams to be on bye right now. They need to just, they need to get in, do some practicing and take a little bit of time off, come back, refresh and play better. And I think they will. So I think it's a really, really good time. Really good time to buy for the Rams this week. Remember, good time to buy. Remember last week when I jokingly said the Rams or Stafford can't perform in prime time? I think that might be the case. It might be. Two primetime games in a row. They didn't really do anything. Choked. Yep. Rough. So that's your playoff standings as it is today. As it is today. You know, talking about how condensed these are, the standings. Great segue into what they call parity in the NFL. How equal all this is. I was looking it up because there's been so many like upsets this year too. Like Jacksonville beating Buffalo. That's the only Jets Jets beating (laughs) the Jets beating Tennessee. Tennessee. (laughs) They're your best two teams in the AFC and they lost to the two worst. Well (laughs) they're two of the worst. Yeah, so there's been a lot of games like that. It's a lot of close games. So I looked into this. Didn't Houston beat somebody the first week of the year? They beat Miami. Oh, that was Miami. Who just beat Baltimore on Thursday. Baltimore, yeah. There goes my double down from last week. Jeez. That was a letdown. Anyway, so I found some stats on this. This is a tweet from Aditi Kinkhawabawala. I jeez, man. Me and my names again. She's an NFL network and CBS sports reporter. For the first time in NFL history, there are 13 teams with either four or five wins through week 10, which you kind of just said. First time ever, 13 teams. And then every NFL team has at least two losses, which doesn't happen much at this point. And then lastly, over the last two weeks, eight teams that entered as the leader of their division were upset. So eight division leaders lost in the last two weeks to someone they were supposed to beat. So technically, nearly every team is alive for playoffs besides maybe yeah. a couple. And then another fun stat I found. Currently, the longest winning streak in the NFC, the one, the division conference that you love right now, it's only one game. It's the longest oh, winning really? streak. Yeah. Packers, they won one game. Uh, it's held by eight teams. 
Wow. One game win streak is the best news. Uh Including all four NFC East teams. They're all on a one game win streak. And then I found this funny too. The Lions. So they had a bye in week nine. And then they had a tie last week. So they have not lost (laughs) since week eight, technically. (laughs) They are tied for the current longest streak of not losing a game in the NFC. They're 0-8-1, and, and they have the longest streak of not losing right now. Tied with Washington <laughs> football team. Just what everybody expected, right? Uh-huh. Wow, right? And then there are only three total teams in the whole league that have a winning streak of two or more games. You want to guess those three? There's Say that again. Three teams? Three teams total in the whole league out of 32 teams that have more than a two-game winning streak. So three games or more. Titans. Yes, they have six. Sixteen winning streak. Packers. No. They lost to Kansas City two weeks ago. Oh, current current win streak? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like at some point in the year they had a three game win streak. No, current. Okay, currently. Titans are on a win streak. Yes. Um Patriots are on a win streak. Uh huh. They have four. They're the second highest right now. Is it the Chiefs? It's the Chiefs. There you go. They have a three-game win streak right now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if it was three. I knew it was two for sure. So yeah, they beat speak- the Packers and then the uh, Raiders the last two weeks. I uh-huh. didn't know who they played the week before. Yeah, that. last week they finally looked like their old team again. Well, <laughs> kind of. No, five touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. So speaking of the Chiefs. You said they're winning the division now. Just three weeks ago, they were tied for dead last in the AFC West. Yes, they were. Now they are alone in first place. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) It does not feel like they should be, except if you only watched last week's game. But the other three games that I've won in this three-game win streak have not been that pretty. Well, the thing that you got to remember with the Chiefs is they've kind of owned that division as far as the head-to-head matchups in the division with almost everybody the last few years. Like I'm talking out of a six game slate, winning four or five games every year. So mm-hmm. this year going into this week, this last week when they played the Raiders, I believe they only had played one conference team or division team. And that was the Chargers who they lost to. So if you could chalk up five more wins or four more wins yet this year, if they can own the division, so they beat the Raiders, that's one, you know, three more after that, uh, that would obviously help their cause in winning the division. Yes. So, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, – it's a very even year this year in the NFL. So, it's a few teams at the top and a few at the bottom. But as that one dude, I don't know, remember who originally said it, any given Sunday, as they say. Any given Sunday. That's a saying, isn't it? Yep. You play to win the game. So this is a true year of that. You never know if it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean – there's been some stunning victories this year, and this last weekend was no joke about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear a stat of the day? Random transition? Sure. All right. So the Ravens, we talked about them. They lost to Miami on Thursday night. But they have a rookie receiver, Rashad Bateman. Former played, Gopher product. Uh huh. Played at the U of M. So he's only played four games because he had a groin injury. And in those four games, he has 18 catches. Of those 18 catches, 15 have been for a first down. Yeah, I believe the first eight, I believe, that he had. First 11. 
11 and got to 11 okay. first. Well, his first 11 catches all went for a first down. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a good first down percentage. That sure is. <laughs> Mr. Chain Mover. That's fun stat. Fun, fun. You got anything else on this parody? Or is that uh, all? No, it's kind of just that. Okay. Well, should we get to Seggy 2? Yeah. Might have more parody stats next week after this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, well, you're going to find out how parody, parody hurt a lot of us in this next segment. <laughs> Fish and Chip Podcast back after this. Back to the pod where we're losing money every week. Maybe not Dan. No, but I'm just losing. this week. I'm losing money. Lost millions of dollars because we're millionaires from this show. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> That's why we have so many sponsors. Lots of them. So many that we can't <laughs> even talk about them. Anyway, back to the, the bets. So let's get right to the uh, fantasy stacks of the weekend. I, I think you gotta. Gotta. All right. So as we said, man, last week was a weird week. Lots of upsets. I was looking back at the scoring. Only two quarterbacks scored over 20 points, which is very unusual for fantasy. Do you, do you know who those two are? Yeah, was, do you want to guess or should I say um, I can take a guess at it. Mac Jones. No. What? I know. Even though he had three touchdowns, he only had like a hundred something yards. Pat Mahomes, obviously. Uh, that didn't count because he played night. Oh, Monday. Yeah. Okay. This is this is just Sunday afternoon games. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. If you tell me that it's Kirk Cousins, I swear. No, it was not Kirk. Um. Taylor Heineke. No. <laughs> okay. Josh Allen. Yeah. And Dak Prescott. Yes. <laughs> those are the only two that scored over 20 points. I so had to get ne- down the list a little bit farther until I yeah. saw those teams. <laughs> and then the next two highest scoring were one you mentioned, Mac Jones and Trevor Simeon. Those two combined oh. were only used by 1.1% of people. So if you had them, that was some good leverage as i would say meanwhile on the running back side 10 running backs scored 20 or more points what the heck i'm supposed Three? to get those too what no <laughs> I didn't, I did not <laughs> <laughs> and three of the top five scoring running backs are all backups that usually don't play ramondre oh, stevenson yeah. aj dillon and dearness johnson Weird week, man. throw up that hashtag yeah pay hogs not dogs and then I had, when I was mentioning my stacks last week, I said Justin Herbert, but then I had a three that he doesn't have good fantasy games back-to-back. And I think that might be right, because he did not have a good game last week, fantasy-wise. No, or, he didn't. Or otherwise, real, real life-wise. So, yeah. All right, moving on to this week. We're back to 12 full games for afternoon games, for your fantasy stacks, your FanDuel, DraftKings, other things. There was a lot of value at running back this week because, as I mentioned, three backups played last week. It's looking to be more backups again because lots of injuries, which is what happens with the running backs. So the uh, probably most looked forward to afternoon game and highest scoring is Dallas at Kansas City, 55 and a half points. I think I like both quarterback stacks this week from that team, especially if Mahomes does, like, you know, maybe he's back on track after last Sunday where he had five touchdowns. 
Um, there's just so many options though this week. Mahomes is uh, down in price. It's the second lowest price of the season, so it might be a good time to get him. However, pairing him as usual with the two top options of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is probably not going to really work out unless you go all value with those running backs and stuff after. However, one stat I found for the Chiefs, Nicole Hardman. He uh, is second on the team in red zone targets, and he only has one touchdown. So I think he's due for some touchdowns one of these games. He gets a lot of those like rushes that count as pass yards, yeah, like flipping ahead, you know? True. That's true. He gets a lot of those in the red zone. Yeah. So I, I think he's due for a touchdown. He hasn't scored since like week two or three or something. So I like pairing Hill or Kelsey with Hardman. Clyde Edwards might be back this week. If he's not, Williams just had 100 yards receiving last week as a running back. Don't think that'll happen again, but also an option. Um, And then on the, the Dallas side, you can bring it back or do a Dak Prescott stack of C.D. Lamb. Okay, I have another theory. It's just into trends. C.D. Lamb had two touchdowns last week. Not many receivers would do that in back-to-back weeks. So for that reason, I'm not totally on him. I know it's not a great reason, but, you know, just follow the trends. doesn't really happen much. It's very rare for a receiver to have two touchdowns or more in back-to-back weeks. Otherwise, Mari Cooper looks good if he's healthy. Dalton Schultz, still a good tight end. Michael Gallup's back. It's getting used. Ezekiel Elliott is a pass catcher. And I think the Chiefs are weakest against running backs right now. So, you know, uh, pick. You can basically pick anyone from that game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's been lots like of. Like the third string left tackle, I bet he gets touched up. Probably. Did you see that? Guard from Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Why did he even catch that? I don't know. The screen pass to I think Miles Gaskin, the Miami running back, and this guard's like, nope, I'm taking it. It wasn't a touchdown. Well, yeah, I know it was a it was a penalty, but if if he was an eligible receiver, he would have scored. Like he reached over and everything. Yeah, like that's what I was saying. He did get in though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's your belief. I believed he got in. Yeah. Yeah, but penalty because offensive linemen can't touch it unless the report is eligible. <laughs> I saw a funny I saw a funny meme of that. It was by like some NFL joke account and it had a picture of him reaching out to the end zone, you know. <laughs> and yeah. it goes real real snag or whatever, you know, like a movie real snag where you go, you know, and, oh, it goes, yeah. and then still frame. And it goes still frame. You're probably wondering how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would be wondering how he got it. <laughs> It's like the movies where something weird's happening around the bat, and then it just like stops. And goes, yeah, narration. You're probably wondering go back how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Mahomes stack probably looks good. Dak Prescott, even in that bad game two weeks ago on Denver, he still had almost 20 fantasy points. So I like Dak. Uh I'm not being very specific this week because it's early in the week when we record. I might have more specifics by the end. But Lamar Jackson against Chicago looks good. Uh, Chicago is really bad against defending receivers, so I like Marquise Brown this week too. You could just do a single Lamar plus Marquise. Bring it back with uh, Montgomery, the running back for Chicago. He's back and healthy. He got like all the touches when he played two weeks ago again. Another option, Mr. Immunize himself. 
A Rodgers. He has not been great this year, fantasy wise, but he's playing the Vikings. He owns the Bears, as he says. So I think he like what's above owning a team? I don't know. He destroys the Vikings usually. He's played 25 career games against the Vikings, and then it's 50 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Meanwhile, Devonta Adams has had two down weeks. Last year, he had five touchdowns in two games against the Vikings. <laughs> Vikings are kind of beat up. Patrick Peterson might be back, though. But I think Rodgers and Adams are due for a good week. And what better week than against a uh, division opponent? Yep. Then lastly, Joe Burrow. His streak of two or more touchdowns in every game has ended. Now he's playing the Raiders that just got lit up by the Chiefs. So I kind of like Joe Burrow. His price came down. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzoma, and Tyler Boyd, I'd say in that order for his pass catchers. And then Raiders maybe bring it back with uh, Josh Jacobs or Darren Waller. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just some options. Too many options. But I think I'm probably going to target the Kansas City Dallas game. But that's now I'm just thinking that's probably the game everyone's going to target. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm, this might be a week I finally tweet out when I finally decide at the end of the week. I think it's a good idea, too. Where I'm going. <laughs> so I don't just ramble here. All right. <laughs> Money line. All right. Here we go. Last week, didn't want to talk about it. Four and one going into the last week. One and four coming out of it. So we're talking about back to 22 and 23 on the year. Four and six on the money line pick of the week. Hey. Pick of the week was wrong. I had Tennessee beating the Saints by more than three. They won by two. Did you watch that? I did not catch the end. I did catch parts of the game. Though. So the Saints scored a touchdown at the end. Went for two and did not get it. So that's why they only lost by two. But if either Tennessee would have stopped them or if they would given have up the two point conversion two, go to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the situation. You're probably rooting for the team to tie it up so you can get a touchdown. Yeah, if overtime. you're betting on that money line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So close. <laughs> Unless you, yeah, yeah. 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 Unless you're rooting for the Saints and you're probably just like, okay, oh, yeah, just leave it at two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, Kind of sticking with some of the trends that I've said. I said I'm going to pick against three teams that I like picking against this year. Houston, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Uh, going to continue that trend on two of those three teams this week. I'm going to start it off with Indianapolis at Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by a touchdown. Indianapolis playing better every week. They're up to 5-5 five and five now, like I said. Half game out of the playoffs. This is a huge game for them. Buffalo last week. Uh, who do they play? You know, off the top of your head. Uh, the Jets. Jets. The Jets. JTS, and they look really, really good. And every time that I think Buffalo's looked really, really good this year and is going to go and just demolish somebody, they've let down and look terrible. So I'm not really sure what to make of Buffalo because two of the last three weeks they've looked bad. So uh, I'm going to go with Indy, keeping it within a touchdown at least. I think this game is going to be close late. And Buffalo might win it, but I don't think they're going to win it by more than touchdown. So I got Indy plus a seven and a half or seven. Yeah, now that you're saying that, I'm looking at I don't have their strength of victory number up, but the only team they beat with a winning record is Kansas City. Yeah. They beat the Jets, 
Washington, Miami, Houston. Now they beat the Dolphins twice. They lost to Jacksonville, lost to Tennessee, lost to the Steelers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what to make of them this year. Like they got a good record. Everyone thinks they're probably one of the best two teams in that division or in the AFC for sure. But I mean, like, I don't know what they've done that's really impressed me this year. Yeah, that's true. All right. Cleveland, I don't know what to make of them. They're favored by 10 at home against Detroit. I don't know. Why is that line so big? I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows something that I don't know. All I know is Detroit hasn't lost in two weeks. Longest streak. (laughs) (laughs) And they get 10 points on the road after going to overtime. You know, they're they're getting so close to tasting their first victory of the year. Those guys don't want to go winless. Mm -hmm. And Cleveland with Baker Mayfield all banged up, and he looked terrible last week. If he doesn't play, then he got the backup quarterback in there. And I know Case Keenum's just fine as a backup, but I think Detroit can keep it within 10. I don't see Cleveland scoring more than 30, and Detroit's normally always around that 15 to 20 mark. So hopefully it's 24-18 at the worst, and you know, Cleveland wins, but we win the bet with mm-hmm. Detroit there. Miami, after the big win against Baltimore last week, gets to go to the Jets and uh, hopefully division opponent beat up on their individual uh, worst team in their division after a very fun win last week against one of the best teams in the AFC. They also had a longer week to prep for this since it was a Thursday night game last week. So they had to, you know, they get their 10 days off. So they're going to be real well, well rested. And as I mentioned, the Jets just got pounded last week. So I expect them to get pounded again. Miami minus three. And Tua is back, allegedly. And Joe Flack is starting for the Jets. Wow. Wow, wow. Elite Flacco. Elite Flacco coming back. All right. San Francisco had a blip on the radar last week with a huge win over the Rams. And you know what happens after a big win is sometimes a big letdown. They have to travel West Coast, East Coast. That's a a recipe I always like to take advantage of. Teams flying out from the West Coast to the East Coast, unless they're playing an absolutely terrible team. But Jacksonville's got a couple wins on the year, and they're showing that they're capable. I mean, they're a hit or miss, so like this this could be totally off, but it also could pay off very easily because San Francisco's getting six on the road. And if they could fall behind by, you know, seven or ten early, getting that 16-point swing on a team is going to be tough to do. Uh, especially if they get off to a slow start. So I got Jacksonville. I, I'm, I think they could even win that game outright. That's just that's my hot take, probably. Ooh. Now it's probably gonna blow up my face and San Fran will win by twenty. But I oh. mean, it's 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 worth a shot. I think it could happen. I don't know. They just beat Baltimore, Buffalo two weeks ago. So who uh-huh. knows? They, All right. They hung with the Colts last week. Yeah. Let's play play sound chip. Dan's yeah. money line pick of the week. All right, uh, the team that I most pick on this year is Houston, especially the last five so weeks, except when they've been on a bye. Tennessee's getting 10 at home against Houston. Uh, after a close game with the Saints last week, I think they're going to want to put this team away early and relax late. So Tennessee minus 10, I'll take them to cover. Pick of the week. I like it. Pick of the week. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I can go at least three, three and two this week on the five games I went with. Yes. Get to, get to 500 again. Got to get that money line pick right because I'm getting dangerously close to that uh, nine losses, which would be the best they could do is 500. So got to start winning some games here. Look, you can do it. All right, flip it to the Thursday night. Uh, we won the first seven, lost the last three. 
about three in a row through the last four. Three last four. Sorry. We got the yeah, Indy right. one right. <laughs> one one six six straight got three of the last four right. That's how it was. Okay. Uh, uh, we're both seven and three on the year. We've always picked the same team. I don't know why. I think we're going to be picking the same team again this week. Yep. I think so um, too. I- New England is at Atlanta. New England's on a winning streak. Atlanta just got dismantled by the Cowboys last week. New England was favored. I don't know. New England was favored by four to open the week, and now it's moved all the way up to seven. So I'm going with New England. A lot of points. Yeah, I, I, New England has looked good. They're on a four-game win streak, as we said earlier. I don't think Atlanta will stop them right now. So I'm on New England too. However, the Falcons are very up and down. Yeah. So, so if they decide to have one of their good weeks, they'll win. It's a, it's a dog bite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. If they don't, then it's going to be a 10, 15 point victory. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm going with the Patriots too. But another one of those weeks, I won't be surprised if the Falcons upset. Yeah. Or a team Had upset. a fun stat on Atlanta. Um, basically in like three quarters and seven minutes, of playing Dallas dating back to last year, like the last quarter or whatever of the fourth quarter, I think last year against Dallas, plus like the first two and a half quarters this last weekend, I think Dallas hung like 51 points on him <laughs> in like three and a half quarters. Dallas just has, uh, they're just the kryptonite, I guess, for Atlanta. Of Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, survivor picks. Let's uh, flash back to last week. You had Baltimore. That's incorrect, sir. It's been a rough season. Yeah. I've had, if you include the double dip, double shot I used on Cincinnati, I've got three wrong in the last three weeks. Yes, you have. <laughs> rough. Yeah, you are uh, You're one for your last four picks, yep. basically. Yep, pretty bad. Pretty bad. I had two two weeks in a row wrong, but that I ended that last week with ten. I had Indianapolis, I mean, uh-huh. and they uh, took care of business against Jacksonville. So happy about that. Yes, that was a value pick too because I get the Colts off the board keeps the keeps the good teams on there for a while yet. Uh-huh. Like I said, didn't know when I was going to use them again this year. So yeah, I think that was probably the last good week to use them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this week, looking at things. I think last week is scaring me as to how many upsets there were. I know. So, like, I'm hesitant to take any games that, are, that got a, like, a, a big five, like a five or less type. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to go with. So, I'm going to take Tennessee over Houston just because Houston's so bad. Tennessee's got to win that game, right? I think so. I, I'm, I'm also picking Tennessee. Uh, but yeah. I mean, there has been like some huge point spread upsets. Like Buffalo yeah. was like 14 or something against Jacksonville. What was Tampa last week? Here, let me see. Oh, damn, that was probably pretty big too. Tampa was favored by nine and a half. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so like I was saying is I've been kind of scooting by picking some lower level teams trying to you know, use my value picks this week. I'm just going to make sure I pick a good team against a really bad team and just make sure I get the win. So Tennessee, it is eh? yeah, that's what I'm doing too. Tennessee plays Patriots. And uh, the next week though, Mike Vrabel going back to new England. You know, look ahead, forget about Houston. Yeah, probably a little trap game. 
Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're not. making a bad strategy though. Not you know trying to make that comeback. You know. Yeah, I know, but uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of just want my points though. <laughs> Wins our points. Wrong, <laughs> yep. So total scores. Well, you're right. Maybe I should switch. That's yeah, up to you. Hmm. You're only going to make a comeback if you pick a different team each week. But you got, I, I mean, there's still weeks. It's I only week 11. Yeah. You got uh, seven more weeks. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stick Tennessee right now. Maybe switch by the end of the week. Probably not, but we'll see. Okay. Sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. Only seven weeks left after this week. Yep. We're well past the halfway point now. Uh huh. All right. Well, that has been the Fish and Chip Podcast. We're on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod, Spotify, Anchor Podcast, the Google Machine, Amazon, most places you get your podcasts. Chip Dilly's over there. Dan Fish has always been right here. The same place I always do it. And uh, thanks for listening out there. Enjoy your week 11 NFL. Stay sweet, universe. Stay sweet, universe.